Born again. I've heard that phrase used in a variety of ways. And that born again is a phrase that Christians are familiar with, but do we really understand its meaning? Well, let's talk about that today. Welcome to the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. It's hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. Chris, it's good to do another podcast with you. Hey, man, it's a beautiful day here in Middle Tennessee. Good to see you. Uh, Lynn, we are delighted to have Brian Gass with us. Brian is one of our content editors for Bible Studies for Life. Brian, good to see you, man. Hey, great to be with you guys again. Yes, it's always good to have you with us, Brian. Now, if if you're new to the podcast, let me just remind you some relationships here. Uh, I I lead the team, uh, but Brian oversees the resources that are called Bible Studies for Life Adults. And you think, well, isn't all our stuff Bible Studies for Life? for life adults. Well, I'm glad you asked. Brian works on the resources that are designed for adult the adults, classes of adults of all ages. Chris works on our senior adult resource. It's the same studies, but they're crafted. The imagery, the questions are geared toward an older audience. Uh, so that's kind of the distinction between those. Uh, you've uh, Amber Vaden will be with us for some podcasts, and she works on our daily discipleship guide. So we have a variety of age group pieces. Uh, we have a young adult as well. That's right. We do have a young adult resource also. Uh, so, Brian, thanks for being a part of this podcast with us. Um, as we jump into the study, our, our second study of our study of the Holy Spirit. Hey, reminds me, uh, you just mentioned the born again uh, phraseology. When I was doing my first army training as a, as a young officer, we had a guy, he was a, an atheist, and um, he was referring to somebody else who was talking about Jesus all the time as one of those born-agains, he called them. And I said, <laughs> hey, I'm one of those born-agains. <laughs> Gave me an opportunity to witness. I'd never been called a born-again, but there it was. Well, I have heard the, the phrase used in, in a variety of contexts as... Uh, almost in a sense, like they've turned over a new leaf or boy, when I met her, I just felt like I was born again. You know, just like they, it, it changed something for them. Well, uh, we know it's something far deeper, far richer and far more real than that. Uh, I want us to kind of consider that as we jump into John chapter three, um, as we talk about, this is our, our point for this uh, session. The Holy spirit brings us into a new place as we place our trust in Jesus. Gentlemen, I'm going to begin. Let me just read uh, the first three verses of John 3, and then I'm going to be quiet let you guys jump in. Uh, There was a man from the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to him at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. Jesus replied, truly I tell you, Unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I love the fact that Nicodemus kind of opens the door and is very polite. And, you know, Jesus, we've heard a lot about you. And obviously, you got something going on here. You're from God. And, and, uh, and, and Jesus jumps right to the heart of this issue of being born again. Just got kind of interesting to me that he doesn't even give, uh, uh, Nicodemus, the opportunity to ask questions or to do other rabbinical things. <laughs> uh, it's just a great story. He didn't get the memo on friendship evangelism and, you know, <laughs> beating around the bush and slowly turning something to a spiritual conversation, I guess. 
I will confess, uh, we've uh, Brian, Chris, and I've had this conversation before, but there is the uh, the the show that's uh, being produced called The Chosen about the life of Jesus, and it's a very rich retelling of the, the gospel story uh, in a very creative, innovative way. Now they take a lot of liberties. And for instance, there is an entire episode. What is it, guys, an hour? But it's devoted to this conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. I mean, you know, you read this and it's what, you know, it takes you less than a minute to read it, but it's an hour. Yet it's, I'll confess, that's colored how I look at Nicodemus now, just because of the nuances, how they, they portray him there. Oh, yeah, that guy's a cool Nicodemus. Well, he is, but so I was watching it with, I think it was the first episode I watched. I was watching with my um, oldest son and uh, I said, isn't that the guy from uh, Mr. Deeds? (laughs) 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 Nicodemus. And uh, my son laughed. He goes, yeah, I've got a friend. He says he can't hardly watch it because he keeps seeing the whole Mr. Deeds thing. (laughs) Well, sorry about that. At the uh, a little bit of a commercial here, just uh, it is it is worth seeing. It's a very rich telling of the story, not just the Nicodemus account, but uh, the entire story. And, and guys, I know you're further along in it, so don't don't give any spoilers. So I haven't seen it all yet. Oh man, um, Jesus dies a, at one point. Yeah, there is a powerful scene tied to Nicodemus. Um, okay, I won't talk about. It. <laughs> oh and after jesus dies he rises again at some oh, yeah yeah series i'm pretty sure <laughs> spoiler alert all right thank you for that oh one thing that fascinates me about this uh and of course as we're going to get into this this whole idea of being born again it caught nicodemus by surprise yep uh i mean just well, and, and we've heard the phrase before people in our culture have heard the phrase but people still wonder about it. Yet for Nicodemus, he ain't never heard this before. And so it was brand new to him. Well, and I, I think we need, we need to be cognizant. And we, we try to do this um, when we talk about groups is, you know, we need to understand that not everyone knows this, these kind of religious terms or language. So, um, hey, just a reminder that, even though that's a word that's that's out there that we use in evangelical circles, uh, you know, not not everyone connects or understands what that is. And even people who have heard the term, sometimes it has a negative connotation to them, kind of like what Brian was talking about with the born agains thing. Um, so um, as we're doing groups, we just need to, to introduce the idea before we get to the next session section but just kind of clear the air and give people a chance to maybe talk about what is that or what have you heard about that term um i I, we just need to be aware that not everyone knows the significance of it and we get a chance to talk about it in this in this uh, section yeah it's a good reminder good reminder because some of them will be thinking the same things nicodemus was thinking what do you mean be born again am i going to go back in my mother's womb and they're thinking the same things (laughs) it's a valid thing to consider that even those who are in our bible study groups let's not make that assumption i found a survey uh, it was from 2020 uh, but this is the american worldview inventory and in this survey they found that 52 percent of those who describe themselves as Christians. In other words, 52%, this is a group that says, yes, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. 
52% of that group said, yes, but there's something they also have to do in order to go to heaven. Uh, so even in our groups that they, we may think they understand born again, we need to make sure they really understand that that's the work of God. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives to bring that about. I do not have a role to play. Yeah, I'm looking at the um, a personal study guide that uh, is a part of this study. And here's a direct quote. Being born um, is not something I can do for myself. It is not about my efforts or about my good works. Uh, new birth means that something different has happened. And uh, so that's a good reminder for us. And that does get us into the next section where the idea that, uh, as we're going to see, it's the Holy Spirit who does bring about that new birth. We do not do it. Jesus said this. Uh, let me, I'm just going to begin reading verse 5. Jesus answered, truly I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of, of the flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. So do not be amazed that I told you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it is going. And so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. I thought our writer did a really good job of breaking down different views of what the water was representing. And uh, some of those we may have come across before in our interactions with folks. I know water baptism, uh, for those who believe baptism is an essential requirement for salvation, is, uh, is one that they look to. But the writer did a good job, of, I think, of landing that plane. I, I agree with you, uh, Brian. I, um, I, I just remember sometime in my past hearing somebody talking about uh, we all have a, a physical birth, an earth birth is what he called it, um, but um, we need to have a spiritual birth. And uh, that, that was a, a good differentiation between those two terms and ideas. That's good. Earth birth. Earth birth. And what uh, we see in this passage, and I won't, let me emphasize this again, it's the Holy Spirit that makes that happen. Uh, it is his work in our life. Amen. Uh, verse 8 talks about that. The, 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 wind, uh, the wind blows where it pleases. You hear it sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. That's the same thing with being born in the Spirit. Um, as a masterful analogy for us. Um, you know, we, we see the effects of the wind, but we don't actually see the wind. So it raises the question then, well, then if the Holy Spirit does the work of the new birth, what's my role in all this? And again, people think there's something they have to do. Our role is to trust. Let me tell John 3, let's go to verse 16. Uh, I dare say a, a familiar passage to most of us. For God so loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God is, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So, Brian, you've served um, in foreign missions. Uh, I, I remember the first time that I went um, outside of the United States to the Dominican Republic. Um, we, we were working with, with a ministry group. And... Uh, the translator, when he would say, he, and it happened multiple times, when he would just make the reference to John 3.16, all the kids would start quoting it in their language. <laughs> 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 they, they had heard John 3.16 before. So 
it was phenomenal to to have that experience and to hear that and and i have a deep appreciation for that i think it's a it's a marvelous verse but this gets me back to what i was saying earlier we can't assume that someone in a football stadium that has a sign that says john 316 on it that everyone will know what that is um when my when my dad died um in 2020 um i did a I had a part of his funeral service and I quoted John three sixteen. and my mom, who was in her nineties um, at the time said it out loud with me. So as, as I'm quoting John three sixteen, she's saying it out loud too. After the service, I had a cousin come to me, second cousin and, and say to me, what was that verse that your mom said along with you? What, what was that? So someone right here, where we live had no idea what had never heard, couldn't couldn't make that connection that didn't know what John three sixteen was. So yeah, and that was more my experience, Chris. As you know, I worked uh, with communist Chinese, and then for a while with Central Asian Muslims. So I would have loved it if we were sharing the gospel and the kids had suddenly started quoting John three sixteen. <laughs> would have made our work a lot easier, but not so much. I often thought about this when I saw Roland Stewart on TV. Now, most Ro- people who is Roland Stewart. Chris, I'm glad you asked. Uh, you football fans will know exactly who I'm talking about. He wore a rainbow wig yeah, and would often hold a sign that said John 316. That was his name? Roland Stewart. Uh, yes. San Diego? Was he a San Diego Charger guy? Yes, I think that's where he started, uh, but he got to where he would travel around, uh, and that was, his, that was his thing. He would stand, be strategic behind the goalposts. And hold up a John 316 sign. Now, I wrote a blog about this and I showed a little bit about my, my cynicism with this, but I'm just wondering how many guys on a Sunday afternoon sitting around, got a pizza, maybe they're chugging some beers, and this guy holds a sign up and some of these, hey, I think I'll go find a Bible and, and read that. <laughs> but my other thing is, how many of you even know that was that is in the Bible? Yeah, right. See, those of us who are believers, we see John 3.16, and we automatically say it in our heads. Uh, but his effort, the people who needed to hear that message were the least likely to probably know what John 3.16 was referring to or where they could read it. Uh, but uh, anyway, Roland Stewart, by the way, was a very interesting character. He did end up in prison. Uh, basically, he kidnapped a person and, and was uh, had some bombs in a hotel room. But beyond that he, he loved jesus well god can use anybody <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's uh, the funniest thing i've heard today thank you <laughs> but uh again I, that underscores for me we cannot assume uh especially those of us who grew up in the church we can't assume people know what john three sixteen means uh, and uh just to be able to share the not just share the the address but the to, to quote the verse for them can be impactful. Yeah. And getting it in the full context of the conversation here with Nicodemus is powerful too. It really is. You mentioned trust. Our response, uh, Lynn, if, if you believe is, is what um, the quotation is, but um, it, it, it is um, a good word. And one of the questions we ask is why is trust a good word um, to use in describing um, 
a belief that saves. So um, that helping people unpack what those words mean and using the word trust as a part of that is, um, is, is a great approach to take. Let me remind you too, as you come to the, uh, as you're in the study and certainly as you come to the end, this is a great Bible study session to present the plan of salvation. Uh, if you, I hear from many people that are so proud of their class because everybody in there is a Christian. Well, number one question I have is, are you sure? Have you asked? Uh, but we should have, we should always be encouraging unsafe people, uh, unbelievers to come to our group. What better way to learn about Jesus and sitting in a Bible study group. So take the time with your group uh, to, to just to raise the issue, raise the question. Uh, if you need some help on that, your leader guide right on the inside of the front cover is the uh, how to present the plan of salvation. You can also point those in your group to the inside cover of their books, the personal study guide, the daily discipleship guide, and it walks them through how to become a believer. I think this is going to be a good study. Uh, but before we wrap things up, we're not through yet. Uh, Brian, I want to hear from you. And then, Chris, I think you got something you want to share with us as well. Yeah, I just wanted to share uh, one of those brief teaching tips. Nicodemus sets us up for a good learning opportunity to appeal to those folks who learn best through object lessons or experiences. Um, really, Jesus set us up by using the wind as an analogy. Uh, you might look for an opportunity to do this study outside if it's nice weather. Uh, hopefully, the Lord will even bless you with a windy day so you can watch the effects of the wind blowing and go with that. Of course, it'll be a mixed blessing if you're a guy or a gal who uses notes. Uh, you'll want to make sure you've got a good clipboard or something just in case. But seriously, uh, for some of your learners, they'll remember the lesson much better if it's experiential. So look for opportunities to do that. Right. Thanks, Brian. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I just want to remind those of who are teachers, leaders of groups to take a little bit of time to, to uh, look at the reference that Jesus made in verses 14, 15 um, about the snake. Um, the actual verse is um, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness. So, so must the son of man be lifted up. So um, that comes from Numbers 21. And it, it, there's a historical moment where um, the, the, the people who are in, um, who are wandering in the wilderness um, uh, have sinned. God sins. Uh, th there's a, a, an element of judgment with snakes coming and biting people and Moses uh, is told to make a bronze snake and to lift it up. And if people just look at it, uh, healing will take place in their lives. And Jesus is making the connection that, that just as this, as that bronze serpent was lifted up and people looked to him, that Jesus would be lifted up. So you, you need to know that background and be able to explain that when people want to ask questions about it. It's in the, it's in the personal study guide and there's, there's a good explanation of it in the leader's guide as well. Thanks, Chris. That's, that's a point well taken. We're glad you were part of our podcast today, Brian, and of course, Chris. Uh, and those of you who are listening, thank you for participating in this study. We'd love to hear from you, too, some comments, some questions. Uh, I think the easiest way to get a hold of us is Facebook. 
just go to the uh, launch your Facebook app and you can put in Bible studies for life. We're uh, building it, working hard to build community there among uh, those of us who are, uh, whether we lead an adult group or we're sitting in an adult group, great place to build community. Uh, Ask your question there and we will respond to it. So between now and next podcast, we hope you have a great Bible study.